Welcome to the Frantcast. This is so exciting. This is our third episode of the show. We're really happy to be here. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and my good friend Larry is here. Hello. Thanks yes. for having me back. <laughs> yes, and Colleen is here. Hello again. Thanks again for having me. Yes, and so we're really excited. Lots of fun stuff is happening with in the world of Frantcast. Lots of insane stuff is happening in the world of the world. So hopefully we can <laughs> provide some entertainment for you. And, uh, and uh, just like the nanny always provides entertainment for all of us. So uh, I hope that you're all safe and, uh, and doing okay in this crazy time. And we've had some fun news that's come out in the world of the nanny. We're going to talk about it. And then we have three uh, episodes that we're going to give our little reviews on. So it's going to be fun. And uh, first, I just wanted to let everyone know that we have a Frankcast Twitter now, which is exciting. And it's Frankcast14. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be posting all of the episodes to there. And we'll try to, any other information that we get about the show or any of the actors or whatever, we'll try to, we'll try to retweet that and post it. Uh, and so, you know, make sure that you're following us on there. I'll have the link for that in the description. So we're really moving up in the world. We're, we're on Twitter. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> so, okay. yes. And, and then also, Larry, you can tell us what was the big announcement from, from Miss Fran Drescher this week? Yes. So she came out to announce that the original cast are going to be doing a quarantine um, reading of the pilot episode. So I think that looks like a lot of fun. They all kind of were in the little promo that she tweeted out or sent out. So that's coming up on what the 6th, I believe, April 6th. So that should be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it because not only is it a you know, has all my, have all these amazing people that I love. Uh, and the, the pilot is so strong. So it's going to be fun to see it, but they even have in Captain Holloway that's going to be there to do the, the, uh, the title sequence live to sing yes. it. So that's <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> are, are you looking forward to this, uh, uh, Colleen? Oh yeah. I'm excited. I was trying to pick out what people look like now you know i, I was know. going through and trying to see what everyone looks like so it'll be exciting to see this I'm i think gracie was the one that threw me for a second in that yeah. i was like who is oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah the only person that won't be there is james marsden but uh, did he even maybe he had one line yes i didn't even talk okay that was more his uh, yeah and um, maggie can just do the old trick like the wrap your arms around yourself type of make out, <laughs> uh, <laughs> out. There you go. but peter mark jacobson is there on there so maybe he's doing that line or something i don't know because <laughs> he's just a producer he got he was yeah. uh didn't have any uh i must say um um oh my gosh sheffield um yeah Carol shaughnessy looks quite quite nice quite yeah he's like silver fox oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) very nice looking yeah and it's funny to me that benjamin salisbury 
uh, he looks exactly the same, just an older yeah, version. I was like, yeah. he, he's the one you could pick out immediately other yeah. than yes. like Fran because he just <laughs> looks exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny how some people keep that baby face, kind of that young face, mm-hmm. than other people. I mean, I kind of, I actually kind of feel that way. I feel like I look exactly the same as I, I, I feel like I've always looked exactly the same. Like, I don't know what, I mean, I guess now it's getting to the point where it's actually a good thing. But people always thought I was older than I was. Always, my whole life. And and I've 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 had the same haircut my whole life. And <laughs> I've had I've basically had the same style my whole life. I so it's not like other people they can look through their pictures and be like, oh yeah, that was that was the you know, twenty seven hair or that was when I dyed my hair some weird no, not me. <laughs> I basically just have longer bangs and you know brown curly hair that's it that's me (laughs) and i've been about the same size and about the same since uh you know with maybe like a 50 pound kind of depending on the time uh back and forth uh since i was 17 so (laughs) 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 so i don't know it's funny uh but i guess like you said like i said that that's probably becoming a good thing at this point that i look I was like, when do I reach that cl- that where I finally look my age, where people don't think I'm older than I actually am? I don't know. Maybe I have now. <laughs> yeah, then you go over that hump, and you people start thinking you're younger. Yeah, that's what there I feel. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, so we're excited about that. We'll. Tr- I'm going to try to find all the information for logging on and whatever on, and put that in the description section and we'll definitely maybe we'll have to do uh, a well at least cover it on the podcast and some depends on how fun it is i guess yeah, <laughs> if it's really great then we'll, we'll you know we'll cover it if it's if we could even do our dead. separate if it's kind of a dud then we'll just talk about it briefly <laughs> right <laughs> but uh anyway we're excited any anytime i get to get to see from this cast and particularly from fran uh it's a win winning my book so outside of her new series <laughs> the <Bro>. quarantine <laughs> yeah the quarantining <laughs> taketh and giveth i guess <laughs> in the world of frank yes. but <laughs> all right so we are also going to be working on getting a separate feed for the frank cast i i i have to check a few things before i decide which server to use uh and because we've had such a good response that I don't think we need to have it on Hallmarkies podcast anymore. And uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll have more about that coming up, but that'll be up. I'll be on the Twitter. So make sure you're following the Frankcast, Frankcast 14 on Twitter. And so we're covering three episodes today and it's episodes five, six, and seven of the first season. And the first uh, one is called here comes the brood. And the summary is, uh, Cece is jealous of Fran's increasing presence in the Sheffield's life. She asks to accompany Maxwell on the family trip to the zoo to spend more time with the children. On the day of the trip, however, Maxwell experiences a toothache and visits Fran's dentist uncle. (laughs) Fran, who is on her day off, suggests that Cece take the kids by herself. After being irritated by the children during the trip, Cece remarks that Fran only spends time with them because she's paid to do so, which Gracie takes badly. She runs away to Fran 
who takes her to her cousin's wedding while alerting Maxwell uh, and Cece of the situation. After finding out that it was Cece who told Gracie that she, what she did, both Fran and Maxwell berate her for what she said, and Fran explains to Gracie that although she is paid to take care of her, she really loves her. Fran then threatens Cece if she ever hurts the kids again, and as punishment, forces her to watch her young cousin's tap dancing routine over and over. So there we go. <laughs> That's quite a description. That's longer than the last one. Yes, because the IMD ones are horrible. So, uh, Larry, what was your overall thoughts about this movie? I mean, this uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was actually a pretty fun episode overall. Um, it was <laughs> it was interesting getting a one that kind of focuses with Miss Babcock a little bit mm-hmm. and her dynamic with the kids. And yeah, it, it it's a funny a funny episode overall for me. Yeah. What about you, Colleen? I cracked up at this one. Um, I don't know. I was just maybe I'm I actually watched it earlier today. I'm in a good mood today. Maybe that was part of it. <laughs> I was just laughing at everything and uh, I I thought it was a good one. I thought it was well written. Cece trying to interact with children is just a riot because she just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. She doesn't know how to be around really anybody but Maxwell and Niles and to be, you know, antagonistic to Fran that's pretty much yeah. all you see to see her, dy- her dynamic with the kids a little bit more was good I enjoyed it, it a lot yeah it was pretty funny it made me laugh today my you know that whole thing on facebook that's going around like 10 things that you don't like that every i mean it's not like it's yeah. new but it's a thing right now and uh, that that everyone out that you hate that everyone else loves and it made yeah. me laugh because one of my friends one of her 10 things was kids <laughs> <laughs> like all kids <laughs> she said pretty much there are a few i like <laughs> we laugh and i'm like yeah well there you go uh and it kind of <laughs> cc in this episode <laughs> and who can't relate because because it's it's one thing to take your family whether it's your nieces or you know uh, cousins or eggs you know somebody like that or even a, a really good friend their kids to the zoo oh my gosh taking like kids that you didn't really know that well and spend time with nightmare and and kids that don't particularly like you either right so that's the big part of it (laughs) yeah it'd be like chaos at the zoo because i don't like the zoo anyway i would I was waiting for someone else to say it. I'm not a big, I like, like, I've been to San Diego Zoo. Now that's a treat. But, yeah. like, growing up, I thought the zoo was just kind of lame. <laughs> I love animals, but I don't love the zoo. It just doesn't excite me. Like, I think it's good for kids because they need to spend time, yeah. like, to learn about the animals and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, they had a zoo in Indianapolis. They actually have a really good zoo here in Utah as well. But, they had one in Indianapolis when I was on my on my mission, and you could feed the giraffes. Mm-hmm. And people we have one were, like that here. And people thought that was fun, and it probably was. But for me, it was like, ooh, I don't <laughs> want to feed the giraffes. <laughs> That's gross. I, don't, I didn't like Their it. Their big tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I not fed an elephant too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I a. Did. I'm not a huge animal person. I like a. I'm a. Po- like a space person i don't like 
things invading my space and that's what animals are great at i was like wait what is she talking about like star wars oh no like physical space but once i get to know an animal well because i didn't grow up with animals at all both my yeah. sister and brother are super allergic so i just didn't i grow up being used to kind of their noises and their sounds and their space invasion um and, uh, <laughs> But once I get used to the animals, then I'm fine. Uh, but it takes me a little bit. So like giant animals, huge, like a giraffe is not for me. <laughs> uh, so I like I do like aquariums better than yeah. than zoos because I'm more of a water person than I am. I a, do like aquariums. Yeah, There's a lot I of like cool aquariums. things in aquariums. Yeah. Yes. So. I'm sure you heard my cat. She said hello on the podcast earlier. I'm Don't trying worry. to keep her quiet, but she doesn't necessarily listen to me ever. We've, we've been together almost 17 years. Oh, and, wow. wow. Yeah, she's she's actually my first pet ever. I never had a pet before her. I had three cats and two have passed away. This is my, little, my last one and my first and last one. Aww. Like the first Aww. one that I Around, so. Well, don't worry. I like your cat. Okay, <laughs> I promise. She, if she makes any other noise, I'm sorry. But That's she, fine. She... <laughs> but yeah, I think taking the Sheffields to the zoo would probably be horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, painful. you can't blame her too much. Brighton is like vomiting in her helmet and in her purse. I mean, yeah, I think anybody would go a little bit crazy having to deal with these kids at the zoo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But what did you think of this whole opening sequence where uh, where they're basically like a married family? Her, the, like she smolts well, him on the cheek. Gets oh, her. well, that part grossed me out because, I mean, I guess it's COVID brain right now. It's Corona brain. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't even like to touch my own spit right now, you know, let alone like the thought of touching people is just revolting to me at the moment so yeah <laughs> but that whole true. thing is gross anyways i would have never done that because you can't yeah right now you're not supposed to touch your own face let alone someone else's face <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know. and i know that's the time we live in but even pre-coronavirus i don't think i would have been doing that even with a loved one especially not your boss <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it there may be laid on a little bit thick uh, there at the yeah. beginning of this episode. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. But it was it was kind of cute too, though. I, especially Maxwell, I thought he was kind of cute. I think I was that was something I just noted in all three of these episodes as the collective. I was like, well, they're really like they're really starting to amp up the like cuteness of Maxwell in these episodes to me, like just his, the way he reacts or the, his mannerisms. I was like, Oh, okay. So now we're, he's really like get into that cute heartthrobby, make you fall in love yeah. with him type of character. Yeah. He's yeah. A lot. yeah. <laughs> I, I like Niles. He says, uh, he says that, uh, cause she's, cause Cece says it's, it's the feminine nature in me or whatever. It's the, 
maternal nature and he's like i hear some uh some, some animals eat, eat their, their young, young. <laughs> yes that was that was one of my favorite lines of the episode yeah i hear some females eat their young when she said that to him it's great <laughs> and the other one it was right before that i think when cc says does donna reed ever give it a rest my first thought was do you guys know who donna reed is isn't it that on um it's a wonderful life yeah, Donna Reed. Well, she was also she had a show. She was like a um, like a perfect mom, you know, wore the skirt and the pearls and yeah, and yeah. you know that kind of thing. Like perfect family, very happy, smiling all the time, doing everything for her husband, that kind of thing. That's mm. what I think she was getting at. If it's associated with a classic Christmas movie, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Jude Cleaver. You know, yeah. that's who Donna Reed was like that. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I even liked her little friend when he was like, "Oh, uh, she's like, oh, get, go back to your um, centerpiece." And he's like, "Oh, I'm done," and she was yeah. just like, mm, "Look again." Right. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget uh, who she said this to. Fran said it says, "Stop forcing food down her throat. She's not a goose. We aren't making pate." Oh, her mother. She was said it her that. mom? Yeah, it was about, for Gracie. <laughs> yeah sitting there feeding grace that was funny <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was towards the end yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so yes so they fran is is has her day off and uh she, and that is one thing that whenever you work from home like she she lives there so she works from home at, and yeah. you don't really get days off that's a, <laughs> that's a myth <laughs> the myth <laughs> You don't get days off when you work from home because you're always working. That's the downside. Like there's all, there's lots of benefits in freedom and uh, that's, that makes it great, but it's, you can't yeah. turn it off like you do. Uh, especially if you're like caring for children, when you'd be like, sorry, I can't help you. It's my day <laughs> off. <laughs> Better find somebody else quick. <laughs> but in this case, she is a bridesmaid for a cousin of hers, and uh, and so she has something she has to do. And that was, a, that was another one of my lines is saying she was a bridesmaid for her cousin. Once removed, she was removed for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been lucky. I haven't had to be a bridesmaid with the whole like. Oh you know gosh. like expensive bridesmaid that many times and the times that i've done it have been people i genuinely love so it's been fine um but <laughs> yeah i know that because it's not as important like the whole processional isn't really part of my faith's tradition but sometimes no. they'll do it just as a way to um to honor people they'll say oh you're my bridesmaid but it's not the same as like they don't, we don't have an aisle. We don't walk down. The, that kind of a thing isn't part of our ceremony. And so it's kind of optional. <laughs> so I think that's why I haven't been it that many times. But um, but I don't know. Whatever. If you, Colleen, had to do the whole bridesmaid thing a lot. I have five siblings. So I was, oh, in, yeah. five, so I was in five weddings, just mm -hmm. their weddings. And then I was in friends' weddings. Probably about 10 in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not horrible. But um, a lot of the weddings were in the 80s, so you can just imagine. Uh -uh. <laughs> Some of the fashion. I'm sure I have pictures somewhere. I have not pulled out. You know, this is my time, I think, while I'm 
quarantine, I need to go through my photos and pr- put some up online. Yeah, you I should. I remember some, but yeah, I, I grew up Catholic and we, um, almost all of the weddings were in the Catholic church. And so bridesmaid dresses were a big part of it. Yeah. You know, you know, in most of the cases, well, the family weddings, my parents paid for them, but friends weddings, most of them were reasonably priced, which was mm. fine. Um, but it, it can be a lot of work. It's just a lot of matchy matchy. You have to buy the same dress. Not everyone looks good in it. You gotta buy shoes. You gotta have a yeah. ride yeah. sometime. Well, I get your hair done. It's just a pain. <laughs> if you want to read a really funny article, it's an old Dave Barry article about oh, okay. about weddings. It's really funny. About how he's like, you gotta, you gotta. For it was his wife was in a wedding party and. So he's just talking about how, you know, that you you force everybody into the same dress despite, you know, all these different sizes. You have right. have to have five thousand bobby pins in your hair. <laughs> he's funny. He does a good job. He's like, or your day is ruined, 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 if you don't have the right gossamer goodie bags or ridiculous stuff. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the fanciest wedding I've ever been in was my best friend from high school this was way back in 2000 they're still together so props to them and (laughs) uh and i the dress was uh was you know i think pretty tasteful (laughs) i i was a little stressed out because i personally my beliefs i don't wear anything without sleeves like that's okay. just a, a part of, and it, it, it had, it was pretty modest. Like it was a thick band, you know, like a thick band. It didn't go into a whole sleeve, but it covered most of the shoulder, top of the shoulder okay. anyway. But it was like the first time that I had ever worn anything like that in my life. And, uh, but by the time I got there, cause I was in Utah, went all the way to, to Maryland it was too late to change anything. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's the first time for everything. And it's still, aside from a swimsuit, it's still, I think the, the only time in my whole life I've ever worn anything without a sleeve. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so um, I guess it, it maintains that source of honor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing it for my friend. <laughs> but the greatest thing about that wedding was that she had indian food at the wedding and i had never had indian food before now i've had it many times of course but that was 2000 and it was so yummy the best we were all so excited because we were starving and uh, (laughs) that's the worst part about the wedding day not eating yeah and if you do eat it's usually like it's usually like terrible steak or just some like it's usually not very good yeah so (laughs) well i will say i was in the last wedding i was in it's been a long time it was 2003 ish maybe that was the last time i was in a wedding um they were um my it was it was i knew both the couple and they're really good friends of mine and they were um, she is Croatian. So like any ethnicity, a Greek family, Italian family, food is a huge part of the, the whole day. Mm-hmm. So between, they got married in the Catholic church, and usually there's a few hours in most of the, 
the weddings I've been in between the ceremony and the reception. Yeah, like a I'm cocktail sure hour. Do whatever, you know. Sometimes people, if they get their rent, rent the bus or the shuttle or the limo and they drive around, whatever. But we went to my friend's mother's house and had to eat. And then go to the reception and eat some more because that's just what they do. <laughs> and you don't eat, it's special. It's like my big fat Greek wedding in a way. Yeah. You have to eat. So that was like an interesting change for me to have all that food around. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, somebody's speaking will be a little cheap on their weddings here in Utah, but uh, <laughs> but you can tell when you get the uh, <clears throat> just the Costco cake, you're like, oh man, but <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you Larry, you work for or work for a, an events place, so have you seen some pretty terrible weddings no so we we mostly deal with uh corporate catering so i don't we don't delve too much into that but (laughs) yeah that's why this is i mean i guess any events business right now but yeah the people aren't having meetings for sure uh but no so thankfully we get to skip out on just like horrific weddings i have to say no this that brand wears in this one Woo! yeah oh man <laughs> i was like oh my that is like the nightmare bridesmaid <laughs> oh it was oh my, my first thought was those my big first week wedding gown uh, bridesmaid dresses <laughs> i thought were bad those yeah. were like a 20 compared to this gown. <laughs> <laughs> like so oh bad. god <laughs> yes oh, it's so bad. the uh also, I mean, Cece's outfit is so ridiculous. What is she like about to become a jungle skipper? Like, <laughs> that was my other line from Niles when she comes in. Sorry. Out of Africa. <laughs> yeah. It was just so ridiculous to go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why you got your helmet. Uh, thrown up in because it's ridiculous that you wore that little safari helmet (laughs) yeah so then gracie does end up running away and (laughs) via limo yeah via limo at the uh uh, at the wedding (laughs) or i can't remember when she i should have written it down sorry she says I just like she's my Maybe she's allergic. Your uncle Marvin was allergic to peacocks, and there's no shots for that. <laughs> I know. She had oh some good God. lines. I thought. Oh, yes, this was a great. Uh, this I think that's why I laughed a lot too. So don't worry. Um, even that too. Um, when speak sorry. Speaking of Cece's outfit, when Fran sees her, she's like Banana Republic, and she's like, "No, uh, did she say Abercrombie? Something like that, yeah." okay so you paid double (laughs) but i also loved sylvia she says meanwhile i have a girl who comes twice a week to clean if she left me (laughs) if she left me tomorrow would i take a limo to haiti i couldn't believe it because that's so not cool in 20 (laughs) it's so funny yeah (laughs) It is a little irreverent, but it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I just, I love her just like be telling Fran, like, oh, God, this just is not natural. Like, yeah. you're, this is going to get you fired. 
all of this. I absolutely died laughing at how upset Sylvia was about the chicken. And the wedding. <laughs> she grabs the center. I pay $50. I should walk away with something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, for this chicken, I get $50. <laughs> That was so funny to me. <laughs> Just, she like, had so many moments taking her shoes out of the freezer. Yeah. Uh, what about was that? I don't understand. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> because I guess she sweats too much in leather. So she for shoes? <laughs> what? I was confused by that. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought it was maybe to like expand or constrict it or something. Uh but then they started talking about sweating, so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I did also like to like, oh go brush your father's hair and it's like the hair piece sitting oh, there. I know I wrote that. The hair piece. <laughs> like that's normal. You're brushing your coupe on the kitchen counter. <laughs> They're arguing over which way to part it. And <laughs> uh, Colleen, what did you think of Myron's grandson, Robbie? <laughs> oh my gosh. I recognize that kid. I, I'm pretty sure he was on an episode of Full House, possibly. Yeah. That's, does that sound right? I think it does. Yeah, he. I thought he looked familiar, too. He was probably yeah. one of those kids that was... I felt like I saw him on the Cosby show, too. Maybe I I want to say he was with the tan uh, the twins the Olsen twins but I mm-hmm. could be wrong on that no I don't know anyway <laughs> oh he was he was a riot I think did yeah. I write anything down oh I wrote from Full House question mark because I was like, <laughs> I had to ask you guys <laughs> Greg Clouds are gonna cheer up put on a happy face <laughs> oh that kid was funny <laughs> I. <laughs> Yeah, I the last line, line was right, I think it was right before then. There was a funny line Gracie says, but I don't want to go home after they cut the cake for having schnapps. Like, she probably has no idea what schnapps are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, uh, <laughs> the, there, she runs into the bathroom, Gracie, and, and someone says, is she, three, is she three foot two and not a Jew? <laughs> yes. That's okay. Go there. And uh and then there's a cute, cute scene between yeah. Fran and Gracie where she says, I don't get paid to love you. So yeah, that's a really nice. Moment. It was cute. It was so cute. And uh and then uh she tells Cece, You're a lovely woman, and I wish you well. But if you ever hurt one of my kids again, you'll be wiping your blue blood off. <laughs> oh that was the other one i loved was (laughs) was sylvia going on and on in the in the apartment and fran is just like ma i see your lips moving but i have no idea what you're talking about that was good yeah Um, Yeah. this is like this is when i knew i absolutely love sylvia like this episode because she is in the pilot but only for a very short time and she she makes her presence known there but this episode i mean she is just a riot and (laughs) some of the best moments yeah agreed and uh the fashion on this one starts out with a pink robe with like tools on it it was kind of a weird robe yeah the first fashions i mean because outside of the robe um really all she's in is that hideous bridesmaid dress yeah. for the entire episode um outside of the robe itself um yeah 
So it was just interesting because the next episode is the same where we have the the robe and then she stays in a single outfit the entire episode. So I was like, wow, yeah. this is interesting to have back to back. They make up for it though in episode seven. I mean, yeah. she yeah. wore a million <laughs> outfits in episode seven, but these two, it was a little bit light. There's actually quiet. two robes in this episode. Oh, is this the one with two? Yeah, yeah there's there two robes. So there's a pink robes. robe with like... It has like a shovel and like tools on it and stuff. I like here. It looked like it had. I thought it had like a coffee cup on it, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe it was a spoon, and I thought it was a shovel. I did see utensils, like cooking utensils, maybe. Maybe oh, that yeah. was it. I don't know. It was an odd robe, and then then there's a white robe with like blocks. Let's say like A B C. It's kind of weird, uh, but yeah. Then the rest of the episode, she's in the. Uh, uh, the pink dra- bridesmaids dress with like yellow flowers and, and the yeah. veil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I did veil. find it. I found it interesting that um, climate change was such a big thing in this episode. <laughs> like Gracie kept like kind of bringing it up. Oh or they yeah. Would call back oh, to yeah, I was like, oh, all the all the climate change in this episode. <laughs> there was a good line though with the pink dress. It's just I look like Pat Boone's mistress. <laughs> That made me laugh. Also, you already mentioned the shoes in the freezer. Oh my god! But her dress, Sylvia's dress, was also hilarious. And (laughs) and Francis, you look like a ham. (laughs) I feel those straps. Can you imagine, Rachel? You were just saying you don't even wear. I can't wear anything with straps. Like no what does she say she like kind of curses the woman like something about uh, well may she choke on her commission or something like that that she made off of me uh <laughs> right <laughs> uh so yeah this one i think is pretty funny i'd probably yeah. give it an eight i think yeah i think eight is good yeah. eight is very good yeah all right so next we got the butler the husband the wife and her mother and <laughs> And so basically, this is Sylvia tells her brother-in-law and his daughter that Fran married Maxwell, uh, that Fran married Maxwell, and invites them over to the Sheffield house while the family is in the, is at the museum celebrating Brian's class presidency victory. Fran joins in on the ruse and brings Niles into it. This is really because the situation becomes complicated when the representatives from the Butler Association come by to check Niles for evaluation and compound even further when maxwell and the kids return from the museum <laughs> uh, let's see sorry return return from the museum maxwell and fran and niles behest plays along as niles uh, as niles but fails to mention uh, maintain character when he learns that brighton lost the race for class president fran fran comes clean to jack and marcia who initially mock her only to, uh, to be defended by the children and even Sylvia. When Cece arrives, she inadvertently exposes the truth about Niles. But when Fran points out the family was willing to go to the great lengths to cover for him, the association decides to induct him. So <clears throat> this one is pretty, I think it's like it's pretty classic uh, sitcom kind of formula when something like this yeah. kind of happens. I feel like yes. a lot of shows have this sort of episode. And I don't know, what did you, what was your overall thoughts of it, Larry? Um, I thought it was okay. It's not one of my favorites. It's a little bit, it was just a 
a lot <laughs> going on. Um, again, Fran with just pretty much the one fashion, the black turtleneck with this like kind of weird cow spotted cardigan um, over the top of it. I don't know. It was just like a meh yeah. outfit. Yeah. And she wore it the whole episode long. So I was like, oh, this is weird. Um yeah, like, this is one that I didn't have all that many lines written down or, like, memorable moments, particularly. Yeah. It, it almost has the feel of something from, I don't know, almost like a early silent movie, kind of. Like, this kind of a story, this sort of, or maybe a, more like a screwball comedy kind of a feel to it. Yeah. It's, it's you, you have to suspend your disbelief quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. that they wouldn't just have a conversation <laughs> and just say oh sorry so-and-so's gone or or whatever but uh, i don't know what do you think colleen i agree it wasn't my favorite of the three it was my least favorite mm -hmm. but when you said screwball comedy it made me think of something that would have happened on three's company mm, yeah but without the physical comedy of three's company which was the kind of the hallmark of that show John Ritter was fabulous at that it just doesn't right. work on this particular episode as well it's just kind of it goes too far and, and and like you said the one outfit it's like one continuous scene almost yeah like yeah. that scene there's no there's no um breaks in it and it, it gets to just be too much yeah I mean, and also it's kind of mean. It makes like they can push Sylvia pretty far, but for her to kind of be embarrassed about her daughter, I think maybe it, it feels a little bit off-putting to this yeah. extent to lie about her daughter, and <clears throat> and so I think maybe that's part of it as well. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, you find out about the professional butler association that they're coming to inspect <laughs> Niles. <laughs> What I liked is at the end, it just kind of showed you how dubious all of these professional things are because they were just like, oh, well, we do need the dues. Okay, you're in. Like, there you know, you <laughs> yeah, yes, it has show. to do with the family uh, defending him, but also it's like, well, huh, um, we, we need the money. So you're in, you're accepted. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a, a fun little poke and jab, basically, at a lot of these associations um, that you get yeah. accepted into, that a lot of it has to do with money and or connections but um sure well especially thought, like a butler i mean well, come of on. course yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we find out that, that niles i guess niles's father had was quite the scandal <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah with um what was her name uh there was uh it was a duchess there was a duchess oh, <laughs> and Fran says to each her to each his own unless the Duchess was a sheepdog. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. That was pretty good. And uh uh yeah, we do also we there's a line where Niles says when there's all the mix up, he says uh that it's just Niles like Cher. <laughs> he doesn't have a last name, yeah. evidently. I don't know. <laughs> that was interesting. And yeah, so basically, I mean, there was so much, this one was pretty plot heavy as opposed to line yeah. heavy. So yeah. I don't have as many like really good lines, but it, I thought it was, it was funny to see like sort of the reaction yeah. of the actors trying to play each other and like them kind of absorbing what was happening. That was, I thought, pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think um, my favorite lines had to do with <laughs> 
basically with Fran <laughs> ribbing her like cousin or whatever, um, mm-hmm. where she looks at the picture and she's like, she's got your nose, the old one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or yeah, when Maggie like... defends Fran and yells at her and about her, you know, calls her some big old green bully or something. And Fran is just like, Maggie, it's turquoise. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's a funny line when Brighton is talking and about uh, his his dad, or no, it was it was it was Maxwell. They were talking about doing stuff for their campaigns to become class president, and he says he's my Hillary. Oh yes, I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Sylvia, who says it's good to have choice, but. Not that I have a, had a choice when I was in labor for 10 hours. Yes. That big head. <laughs> that big, yes. <laughs> when Niall said, when she gets him to pretend he's her husband, and he was like, I was, I don't know at what point it happened, but he was like, I was drunk at the wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he had no memory of any of this happening. <laughs> I, I liked the fact that there was a butler day at the museum. That made me laugh. And uh, <laughs> and then they're brought home uh, from their trip to the museum with because there's a bomb threat, I guess. <laughs> and <laughs> and we find out that basically, I guess Brighton lied about winning the election, and so uh, he's uh, he's because he just felt bad because of all the uh, all the stories that Mr. Sheffield's always telling about about being president eaten or whatever some fancy school (laughs) and yeah uh, i guess it's definitely one of those like suspending disbelief because you're like okay this kid of course has to come over here to invite bright into the party like you know yeah like oh uh whoa where did this kid come (laughs) from like this is the kind of story that you'd almost see in like a Marx Brothers kind of a comedy, you know, with like people mm-hmm. coming in through different doors and oh, who's being who and and different names. Yeah. And you'd have everybody named Max or something like that. And uh, and <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, with the fashion, it's just black pants with a tan and bl- and black spotted cardigan uh, and a sweater. I'm wearing a cardigan sweater. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. which seemed. Uh, it I, reminded I was really, me of like almost a, it wasn't quite a cow print, but it kind of just looked. Yeah, it to me. I was like, Ooh. I wrote down actually cow. I yeah, think. me too. Because <laughs> I was like, it, it's not a cow print, but it it just is very reminiscent of a yeah, cow. It yes. does. <laughs> I think she does better with color. Uh-huh. Uh, she yeah. she would do better with color. So yeah, it it's it has some funny parts. Right. Probably not the best. Uh, I I probably give it a five. Yeah, that's where I was headed. Right, yeah. that's a that's a good score, I would say. I agree. Okay, all right. Last one we have is called Imaginary Friend. I think this one is actually pretty, uh, pretty iconic. This one's a pretty popular one, and Grace's imaginary friend Imogene begins to annoy the family, but Fran insists that they support her. However, things take a turn when, <laughs> for the worse, when Grace and Fran are baking cookies. Uh, only for Grace to accuse the nanny of eating and killing Imogene. The family holds a mock funeral as a way for her to deal with the death. After a session at the psychiatrist, uh, Maxwell and Fran learn that Imogene came around the time Sarah's, of Sarah's death, 
Grace admits that she got tired of Imogene because she has a new friend to take care of her. So, I don't know. What do you think, Larry, of this one? Yeah, I I really thought this was a fun episode. Um, of course, it has a really sweet uh, message at the center of it all, but just you know, the fact that <laughs> she named her imaginary friend Emojean right from the get-go is <laughs> just like yeah. fun and ridiculous. Um, but it's just such a funny, fun concept throughout that this is also really kind of over-the-top comedy, but it works really well. Like, this is where I think Fran is best in yeah. this type of scenario of, of physical and comedy in general yeah it yeah. really involves everybody too yes and has kind of funny <laughs> dynamics for everyone because there's some funny stuff from maxwell too in this in this episode especially the cpr scene we'll talk about it but i don't know colleen what did what did you think this is good i and it had like an underlying serious tone to it yeah it's good it had it like you said it had a message to tell and it's something you don't think about when parent, you know, a lot of people, young kids, you lose their parent, a parent. That's extremely difficult, and mm-hmm. how to respond to it is very so much for person yeah. to person. But so, um, it was funny. It had yeah. a lot of funny yeah. stuff in it. So then it starts out. You have a Maggie playing, <laughs> learning to play the piano, <laughs> which is the only thing worse than. People learning to play the piano and playing heart and soul over and over and over uh, again is is people learning to play the violin. <laughs> 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 learning to play. My sister plays the violin, by the way. Um, <laughs> learning to play the violin is rough. Yes, it is. There should be padded rooms in houses where someone's learning to play the violin because <laughs> it's so bad. It takes so long to be like listenable with the violin and. I love when Maggie is like, my teacher says I have nimble fingers. And I was like, you know, sign language is a great hobby. <laughs> yeah, that's, I missed that one. That's true. Yeah, that was like the first like zinger of the episode. This one, Niles was very, he, he aimed all of his zingers mostly at Maggie yeah. and that piano. That was his focus. I did love Niles says, uh, to heart, he says, when he hears heart and soul, he says, uh, isn't there enough pain in this house? Yes, as if there isn't enough pain in this house. Because <laughs> it's the worst. Like I, I, like I don't know what is. I mean, I guess heart and soul is just easy, but yeah. people play it, and then they. I, I think anybody who's had like ten minutes of piano lessons learns how to play heart and soul, and then you hear it's like all you hear. Yeah. Whenever anybody sits down at a piano, they just like strike up heart and soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the France, she says you don't know what torture is my sister played the zuka and this is one of the there's one episode of the show where we meet her sister and she's very rarely mentioned so it's kind of strange i think it's in like the third season we for some reason meet her sister <laughs> but uh but uh she says, also, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar, but I'm not sure why you want to catch a bunch of flies. Oh, yeah, because she walks in on, like, CC <laughs> calling that guy, like, an intelligent hack over his design. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Grace, uh, she's doing, like, group therapy with her dolls. 
<laughs> and, and then uh <laughs> And then uh, Fran says uh, about Barbie, I think it is, she says, never trust yeah. a woman who can't wear flats. <laughs> I have the whole thing written down because it was hilarious. Yeah. Ken and Barbie are on the skids. I heard it directly <laughs> from Chatty Kathy. Ken found out that Barbie had a fling with G.I. Joe right before Desert Storm. Poor Barbie. One little indiscretion in 30 years and it cost her the dream house. I just thought that was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah uh, that's really that. good yeah yeah and <laughs> it's a really cool there's also a really classic line that fran says to cc when they shot bambi's mother did you find that a sad moment at all at all <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, that's a really good one and <clears throat> so yeah and there i do think kind of a lame line is when she says if she if she needs an outlet i'll take her to jersey i mean it's kind of funny but it's like come on france not that stupid like she knows what, <laughs> she, she knows what an outlet is yeah <laughs> and well isn't this the one oh yeah because cc like walks up and is like nanny fine they don't actually shrink their heads and she's like what am i like an ignoramus yeah uh but yeah so in the same episode we have her mistaking an outlet for shopping outlets and then yeah. we also have her like defending her intelligence about her, shrinking heads right and yeah. she tells him she they shows uh maxwell that she needs a little less freud and a little more fun and and also she says that her that the maxwell that the Sheffield family tree is crawling with Michigana. <laughs> yes. So she gets Maxwell to take uh, Gracie off of uh, off of uh, therapy as much, and yeah. uh, and <laughs> what did you think of that weird couple oh in therapy? Gosh. Well, I just loved her interaction, like the first time when she goes to Gracie, yeah, and the person's like asking if she was like, "I'm okay, you're okay, okay." But and then when Gracie walks out talking to Imogene, and is like, "Oh, I thought we'd go here for lunch," and she turns and is like, "And that's after a hundred and fifty dollars session." Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Um, oh my gosh, that couple was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> when they come back later yeah yeah. So, I don't know. So <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like that you wouldn't people wouldn't make that joke anymore i don't know i just think uh i just feel like about escaping marriage yeah and about like the mean kind of controlling of each other and I, I don't i feel like people are very sensitive about stuff like that now i think i think this whole episode might get a little bit sensitive like it turns back around to the value Mm -hmm. of of therapy but i mean there's a lot of the middle portion of them just being like oh my gosh like you know real sketchy about it so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how it would go down in general in this day and age yeah right. it'd be interesting to know uh so then we get to the point where they're making cookies and uh and fran uh, and gracie screams as you've eaten you've eaten imogene <laughs> And she's like, poo, poo, poo. <laughs> I just spit it out. And I did not eat her. And then the, the CPR scene is, is, I think, the highlight of the episode. It's so funny. And you see yeah. <laughs> them get the, uh, the pan lids as 
<laughs> it's like what are those called those the electroshock thing uh, yeah the defibrillator <laughs> yeah that is hilarious and their whole narration of it while they're doing it is yeah. so funny <laughs> i also love when they go in to talk to gracie and they both sit on that tiny tiny little bench <laughs> so funny and and then they try to stand up and they're still on the bench <laughs> just like a little thing but it made me laugh <laughs> and so they decide that they're gonna have a funeral for the imaginary friend <laughs> and i do love that gracie wants to bury the hair in Fran's expensive shoes she always said she wanted to be buried in her boots <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Miles Lord and Taylor giveth Lord and Taylor taketh away yes <laughs> <laughs> right and then yeah then they go back to the therapist and uh, and then uh, they, they, yeah the disturbed couple they're like get out now <laughs> Oh, it was just like almost random i don't know it was just a very it was kind of like that little couple on the double or the the like supervised date but more yeah. intrusive like more oh, like yeah. like oh my god yeah. <laughs> now. but i also loved when they're discussing like why maxwell has to give the eulogy <laughs> and like, now wouldn't that be in poor taste i'm the one that ate her like yeah, yeah. about her giving the eulogy yeah, that's true and and maxwell's like uh faithful companion friend what's up to say about imogene yeah that was that was cute. peanut butter <laughs> i mean this is definitely also the funeral for the pet is a classic sitcom oh, plot yeah. yeah definitely saw it in the cosby show I think it was one of the very first episodes they ever did of the Cosby yeah. show is they have to have a, a funeral for Ruthie's uh, goldfish and uh, that they all do. They all get dressed up and anyway, and um, all right. Yeah. We were absolutely right about the fashion that we scored on this episode. So many. I was like, oh. whoa, <laughs> they were saving up those last couple episodes. They didn't want to burn through these outfits, I guess. Well, at the beginning, I was a little disappointed because her hair was kind of, it looked like it had gotten over-conditioned or something. It was a little flat for, yeah. <laughs> for my friend hair. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, and she's in a red and green sweater. Yeah. Oh, which we cool. Which we only <laughs> see for like the, the very opening, like the opening yeah. Yeah. stinger, and yeah. then we don't see it again. Yes. <laughs> and then we get that blue turtleneck back that she's worn a, a couple times there's a blue turtleneck and then a cream suit coat and yeah. uh with a black collar and a blue skirt that was just too much color for me yeah. I, mean, I get the color i just didn't it, didn't it was very 90s it just didn't yeah. really go it didn't go together in my opinion <laughs> Yeah, Fran knew how to put on a suit coat. That's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I was like that was that was one of my one of my more favorite of the bunch. I'd say uh -oh. <laughs> the blue and the yeah. cream. Well, then next we have black pants, black vest with some kind of it had some kind of graphic on it, and then there was, was a I think it was macrame. It looked like it was macrame from far away. Yeah, and then there was a, a very very puffy shirt. <laughs> 
underneath and she had big hair. She was back. Yes. Yeah, there back it was. That, that pirate shirt returned. <laughs> yes. Pirate fashion came back. <laughs> and awesome. yeah, and then we also have that black suit with the cutouts briefly we see Came back. i like that yeah actually. so that was like for the funeral she also yeah. had this weird like the black turtleneck and it was almost a jumpsuit it was only in this episode again for a very brief time because there were like straps on the top that looked like overall straps almost and then she had a lot of gold like jewelry embellishments on it i don't know it was mm-hmm. it was a very quick outfit and i don't even think we saw her stand up all the way in it oh yeah it, but it was just yeah. like a whoa oh is this like a jumpsuit or what is this <laughs> The, the weirdest uh, outfit, though, was at the, the final. <laughs> She's got a black skirt, red turtleneck, always turtleneck, and yep. a plaid jacket <laughs> with tomato and eggplant on it. And, and a, a carrot. carrot on her arm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the one she's like touting about how good she looks and fashionable. And I says, what a crazy jacket. What is this jacket? <laughs> It was really weird. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of who could wear a vegetable jacket. I, I don't know, like a farmer. It was. Weird. I'm trying to think, was there ever a time in fashion in the last say thirty years where that was something that really was important? Like, was there ever a fad with fruit or vegetables <laughs> on your clothes? I don't remember. I don't Oh yeah, it was it was a it was a choice for sure. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I never I don't recall because I was not super keyed up into the fashion world as a teenager in the nineties, but I don't recall the, the no. vegetable phase. Yeah. But maybe I was just out of it. I don't know. But yeah, that one was really weird. And then finally, you see her in a pink <laughs> robe at the end uh, with a it's sort of a quilted type of look to mm-hmm. it, the robe. Mm-hmm. So I think that was such a funny callback. I loved that. That, that was like the, well, it wasn't the last thing because we didn't get uh, Maggie at the piano again. But, um, yeah. but her out there like digging up her shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Niles helping her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe if we so, dig it deep enough, I can throw the piano in. <laughs> and because she hasn't finished painting them off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was this episode. Um, I probably would give this one also an eight. I think it's pretty funny. I think, yeah. especially that CPR scene is so good. And I really just love uh, Charles Shaughnessy in that scene. I think he really goes for it. It's really funny. Well, I love, yeah, I think it's a, an eight is a good one. I love Gracie's shriek and Fran's reaction to her shriek. <laughs> Just the whole thing with imaginary friend. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I would I would go just for that scene alone, which was really good, probably yeah. in the top ten maybe of nanny scenes. Um, I'd give it an eight and a half. I can see that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really really quite funny so very good well we did it uh we got we got through these episodes so let us know what you think and what score you would give them what you think if you've ever owned a vegetable (laughs) adorned jacket please please let us know and also share with us yeah go to twitter please and and share your your 
vegetable fashions with us. Yes. We would love to see them. Yes. And also, if you have a horrific bride bridesmaid dress, share. We want to yes. we want to see it. We want to see your you guys. I'm gonna find mine and yes. Yes. yes, I'll look for them. <laughs> Please do. That would be really fun. And yeah, make sure you're following the new Twitter for it, Francast14. And uh, we'd love to to see y'all there. And uh, let us know what you think of the uh, of the podcast. We would love your uh, your thoughts. And uh, like I said, we're going to get it as a separate feed coming up soon. Uh, but right now, it's on the Hallmarkies podcast feed, so you can share your thoughts there as well. And thanks you so much, you guys, for being on this here. And Larry, where can people find you? So you can find me over on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter, all at LC Screen Talk. Also, though, before I forget, I actually am starting a new little film review blog just to get more into writing out reviews and pieces and such. And that is just lcscreentalk.wordpress.com. So there's that too. So we'll have that in the description also. And Colleen, where can people find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at Lele44094, L-E-L-E-44094. Great. Well, very good. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so check that out. And uh, and at Backseat Directors, it's a, a new little group I've been writing for, a new site, so check that out. And uh, and then also the Homeworkies podcast, uh, you can definitely find us there. And uh, we've got lots of good stuff coming up, some fun interviews, some other uh, fun content that I think you guys will really enjoy. So make sure to check out Hallmarkies Podcast. And we also have our merch store, which has yeah. Brandcast merch. So exciting. So you got to check say, I don't think we <laughs> talked about the merch store. If you, speaking of fashions, also, obviously, if you get anything from the merch store, if you get a yes. shirt or a sticker or whatever, make sure to share your pictures, fluff up that yes. hair, tease it out, and <laughs> send, send us a picture on, on Twitter. Yes. If you, if you send us any any pictures on Twitter, we will we will follow you. We will retweet it. We'll, we'll whatever. It'll be really fun. Uh, and yes, we have the uh, the the merch store, which which not only gives you really cool stuff, but it helps out our uh, the podcast, and so we really appreciate it. And then we also have our patron group, which is so important to us right now. And you can join for only two dollars a month, and uh, it it really helps us so much. So please please, please check that out. We do giveaways and exclusives and all kinds of fun stuff that'll all be in the description section. So please take a look and thanks a lot, you guys. We will see you all next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.